0: This is a Squiz podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of iron ore and copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements at mine sites across Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com slash critical to find out more. 2022 is drawing to a close, and it got us thinking. Whatever happened to a whole bunch of stories that were really big and then just fell out of the news, like Sri Lanka, Monkeypox, and even Wordle? Is anyone playing that anymore? So in this episode of Squiz Shortcuts, we give you the updates on some of the biggest yarns from around the world, some of the people that were grabbing headlines in 2022, and of course, something from the lighter side of things as well. Squeeze Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, nothing really could match Ukraine for the biggest international story of the year, but I suppose what we're digging into in this shortcut are the yarns that were really big at some point, but then kind of went off the boil. There was a couple for me that really resonated. One was Afghanistan and one was Iran.
1: Yeah, so just to start with Afghanistan, it was back in August that we marked the one year mark since the Taliban took control of Afghanistan. It was a pretty bleak picture for ordinary Afghanis, and sadly, it's only got worse since then.
0: Yeah, I think in the last month, the United Nations has called the violations of women's rights there the most draconian globally. That's the quote. And that's because on top of stopping girls from
1: going to high school, the Taliban has now banned women from going to parks or other public places. Uh, Mothers can't even go to a playground with their children. Mm. So the United Nations says that women are being effectively confined to their homes and that's tantamount to imprisonment.
0: Yeah, in Iran maybe the story is... I don't know, slightly better because at least there after the death of Masa Amini back in September, of course she was arrested for not wearing a headscarf properly. The country's rulers do appear to be making some concessions to protesters. Yeah,
1: I'd like to be more positive about this one, but things are pretty grim there too. Uh, Yes, the regime was putting out stories that the so-called morality police that enforce those women's dress codes have been shut down, but it does appear to be just service. Service because the brutal crushing of the protests is continuing and they're still arresting anyone criticising the government, uh, the latest being the internationally renowned actress Taraneh Aladousti.
0: Yeah, that story is still developing as we record this podcast. Moving on to Sri Lanka, we talked a lot about it earlier in the year. The country basically ran out of money, Claire, There were severe shortages of food, fuel and medicine and then the whole government was forced to resign back in May. And there are still serious food shortages in that country.
1: UNICEF, which is the United Nations Children's and Education Foundation, uh, estimates that more than 50,000 kids are suffering from acute malnutrition. But the new Prime Minister says food security is his number one priority. And by next
0: year, he wants every Sri Lankan to be eating three meals a day. So that's the update on a number of countries that we did talk about a lot during the year. Let's try and lift our spirits now, Claire. No pressure. Tell me, what has <laughs> happened to monkeypox, And while you're at it, also, of course, foot and mouth disease was a big thing for a while. I feel like for a couple of weeks there, we were all on edge thinking it could come over from Bali and possibly destroy our cattle herds.
1: So the good news, and let's touch wood, knock on wood mm. while we say this, uh, is that foot and mouth disease hasn't made its way here like many farmers feared, uh, but the government is still not taking any chances Or All travellers arriving from Indonesia still have to step on that disinfectant foot mat Mm. and all luggage, mail and any other imports are being very
0: carefully screened. Mm. I mentioned monkeypox. What about monkeypox?
1: Yeah, well, firstly, monkeypox is very... 2022. Uh, The World Health Organization is now calling it MPOX, uh, just to remove any stigma from the name. Mm. And the good news is that the global peak of the virus seems to have been in July, and vaccines to vulnerable groups seem to have really helped to drive the numbers of infections into the ground.
0: My apologies for being so 2022, Mpox it is. (laughs) I'm glad we finished on at least a bit of an up there. Let's take a look now at what's happened to some of the big names who made news in 2022. Claire, one of the craziest political stories of the year was the revolving door of British Prime Ministers. We started with Boris Johnson. We had Liz Truss for 44 days and then finished the year with Rishi Sunak.
1: Yeah, but we haven't really heard a lot from him since then. He's Mm. definitely gone under the radar, particularly compared to his predecessors, and it looks like that's very deliberate. His colleagues have told the BBC that he's getting across the detail of the difficult issues, so things like energy and cost of living crises uh, and also mending the Conservative Party, which has really torn itself apart in the last few years.
0: Of course, those in the know say never, ever rule out another attempt at a (laughs) Boris Johnson comeback in 2023. We will see. Moving on, someone I've been wondering about lately is Salman Rushdie. Of course, he's the famed author of Satanic Verses. He was stabbed multiple times by an Iran-supporting extremist at a book event back in New York in August. I haven't heard much about that since. Yeah, wasn't that a wild
1: story? Yeah. Uh, He lost sight in his left eye and his left hand. Uh, was also injured in that attack. And would you believe he's got another book coming out in February, which is great news. Uh, His friends say that the 75-year-old's spirits and sense of humour are intact uh, and he's very determined not to be seen as a victim.
0: Yeah, he's a pretty incredible human. One of Australia's favourite sons, of course, as well. And I was only talking about this this week. John Farnham, he's had a really rough time. He had a marathon surgery back in August to deal with mouth cancer. Yeah, and that
1: definitely came as a shock to fans. Uh, And fortunately, his son Robert told a magazine earlier this month that his dad was in good spirits, that he's finished radiotherapy, and that there's no way that he's going to be missing uh, his son's wedding
0: next year. Ugh got to love Fonzie. wish him well of course <laughs> I wish he was a squeezer wouldn't that be great oh. 80 years <laughs> one of the biggest celebrity stories of the year was of course the Johnny Depp Amber Heard duelling defamation cases back in June a jury awarded him 10 million dollars in damages that's to Johnny Depp he found the actress couldn't substantiate her claims of domestic violence
1: yeah all the details that came out in that case were pretty nasty uh, Heard appealed that decision and just this week a settlement was made she will pay her former husband one million dollars and he says that he's going to donate that to charity Uh, and remember that Heard was also awarded two million dollars for defamatory comments made by her former husband's lawyer but that won't happen now under that settlement.
0: Yeah and as far as we can see her career has kind of stalled since then. Johnny Depp, though, he's sort of inching his way back in to the public eye. Last month he had a cameo in a streamed fashion show for Rihanna's lingerie line, in fact.
1: Yeah, but what the commentators say is that there's a really big test for him and that's if a Hollywood studio would have him back again for a lead role in something like The Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Yeah, Will Smith as well might be facing the same questions, Claire, really after that whole... Oscars scene earlier back in March, of course, he slapped host Chris Rock on stage for making a joke about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yep. That
1: happened, and everyone was like, <laughs> Was that for real? Uh, surely not, but must have been staged, but it was a real thing. Mm. And the Academy banned him from the event for 10 years. Uh, he has a new movie out called Emancipation. Uh, it's set in the 1860s in America. Uh, Smith is playing an escaped slave named Peter. Uh, and the big question is Is it an Oscar worthy performance?
0: And I guess the bigger question is, can he be nominated for an Oscar and not go to the ceremony? Well, the answer
1: is that yes, he can. Mm. Uh, Of course, it's TBC if he even scores a nomination. But Smith recently told the talk show host Trevor Noah uh, that the idea that the production would be tainted by his actions
0: uh, was killing me dead. That's the quote. That's the quote. As far as we can see, critics have been a bit lukewarm on the film so far, but I never trust the critics, so I have to see it (laughs) for myself. Let's get some updates now on some of the lighter stuff that got us talking this year. Claire, we're working with BHP again on Weekly Wrap this week because they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key for our economy's shift to renewable energy.
1: Yeah, so we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role that mining companies are playing in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure, as well as bridges and transportation, hospitals and schools, and a big
0: part of it comes from iron ore. That iron ore mainly hails from Western Australia, and BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Western Australian iron iron ore is clear. Yeah, and by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with
1: iron ore production. That's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help
0: power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP, and if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. One of the breakout global smash hits of the year was Wordle. So many friends playing, sharing their daily results in WhatsApp groups. (laughs) Probably no surprise, Wordle was the most Googled search term globally, Claire, in 2022. Talk about going viral. Oh, an absolute smash hit. And it does
1: surprise me a bit, I guess, um, because I know so many people who stopped playing it uh, when it was bought by the New York Times back in February. But it really does tell you
0: that it's still got a hold on very many of us. I know a number of people who still play and who listen to Shortcuts, so... We know that you're still out there. It's still free to play, and that was a big fear that the New York Times would put it behind a paywall. They haven't for now. We'll see whether that stays the same next year. We all know what Wordle is, Claire. What about the bomb? Remember the bomb? Oh, that bombed. Oh, dear me.
1: Uh, wasn't that an epic fail of branding? And Some could say it bombed. Oh, boy. Oh, tish. It's the end of the year. And, look, it all happened. And when large parts of Australia were right in the middle of a once-in-a-century flood crisis, mm. um, the Bureau of Meteorology, uh, it came out with its comms people telling the media not to call it the bomb, uh, even though that's the abbreviation in its own apps and on its website,
0: uh, and saying that we should call it the Bureau of If we had to shorten it, oh, we then found out that rebranding cost two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. It was condemned by the government. You'd have to say did a fair bit of reputational damage. But I guess where else are we going to get our weather? So,
1: (laughs) and the end result is that the boss said sorry to all Australians
0: and has told us that we can call it anything we like. The bomb it is as far as the squeeze is concerned. (laughs) Another thing that was hugely controversial when it launched back in 2013 was the giant hot air balloon known as Sky Whale. She's particularly famous in Canberra. One of her breasts, though, caused her to be grounded Mm. ahead of a festival in Ballarat in July. Yeah, I for one went
1: ouch when I heard about that. Oh, yeah. Um, The good news, though, uh, after she had to be deflated, which was a pretty big disappointment to the crowd in Ballarat, um, the repair team from the National Gallery got to work and she's been airborne again. Uh, That happened in Cairns, but the winds were a little bit strong for her next scheduled appearance in the Northern
0: Territory, uh, so she's laid low since then. I apologise to anyone who has no idea what we're talking about, but if you don't, (laughs) just Google Sky Whale and also see my recommendation at the end of this podcast. From a whale to an emu, Claire. If anyone's kept up with this on TikTok and, you know, TikTok – has become a whole thing Mm -hmm. in the last couple of years. Let's just say Emmanuel the emu who lives on a farm in Florida in the US is probably the most famous emu in the world fair to say? I love learning about Emmanuel the emu (laughs) 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 that emu got really big
1: after constantly interrupting uh, his owner's farm educational videos (laughs) Uh, there were concerns for him though a couple of months ago because a number of birds on the property had to be destroyed after a flu swept through the area. Emmanuel got very sick but they worked out that it wasn't avian flu that he had very fortunately. Uh, he's still recovering from whatever it was that he had but it's a very slow road so there's no TikToks of him at his best form. Uh, they haven't been for a couple of months but we do have proof of life.
0: Oh for your sake and everyone else's Claire hang in there Emmanuel I guess. <laughs> Claire the other thing that was big this year and got Far too much attention in the news, I think, was lettuce. <laughs> and very specifically iceberg lettuce. Very specifically iceberg lettuce, mainly because it went crazy expensive, of course. <laughs> that, of course, happened with the floods. And
1: it was back in June that shoppers were finding them as high as $12 each, uh, routinely uh, up at the 6 and $7 mark. But in good news for shoppers, uh, I've just gone online. You can get one for $2.50, uh, which is
0: actually down... <laughs> And $0.30 on the same time last year, so we're back on track. And things like avocados and mangoes, cheap as well. So, you know, got to take the wins. So good. That's your shortcut to the forgotten stories of 2022. On to our recommendations. Each week we give you a recommendation for some further reading, listening or watching. If you haven't seen Skywale, I've got a link to the latest gallery of her launch in Cairns, of course. Those hot air balloons, also her spouse, Sky Papa Claire, were commissioned for Canberra's centenary in 2013. You'll have an opinion one way or the other. I, for one, do not get it. (laughs) I just love the mystery and the
1: (laughs) ridiculousness of the Sky Whale and also how serene she is with her little children and Sky Whale Papa. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I've got a list from Time magazine at the top 10 viral moments of the year. I'm not giving too much away when I say that three of the things that we talked about today uh, that's the Will Smith slap, uh, also Johnny Depp and Amber Heard uh, and Emmanuel the Emu all make it uh, I won't tell you the other seven, you'll have to dive into that for yourself. Oh
0: the suspense, we'll put links to all of those in your episode notes as we always do thank you so much for listening to Squeeze Shortcuts all year we so appreciate it Claire, final Christmas wishes for everyone. Have a great Christmas, we'll be back in 2020. 23,
1: there's going to be a lot of news to get across and we'll be there for you
0: We'll be there, Shortcuts will be there, Claire and I will be there along with the rest of the Squiz team Thank you so much, Merry Christmas Until next year